All right. Everybody doing good? All right, see here. It is uh, 744. I'll probably go till 7. Just kidding. 8.07. Okay, guys. So raise your hand if you're one of those that was wrapped up by toilet paper earlier. Yes, one, two, three, four, eight. You, you, you want that? Okay. Uh, raise your hand if it was difficult to move when you were wrapped up. Yes. Okay. Remember, all that carries team didn't do a good enough job. So I guess, this, so the girl captains, Lauren and Carla, did a great job. They were terrible. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> well, they were supposed to do was hinder you to where you weren't, you weren't able to move that easily. Now, Matt, he, he somehow defeated the system. He can't That's what, that's too bad. Wasn't too bad. But, uh, so they had to patch up a few times. Okay. So. The toilet paper was supposed to make you feel bound and hindered, making it hard to feel and move normally. Now, a lot of times in our life, in our life, this is what sin does to us. It hinders us, it bounds us up, and it makes it hard for us to do, to move normally. And so, sometimes, a lot of times, not only do we have this sin going on, but the world puts a lot on us. Now, when that happens, we tend to fall down this path where we just fall into sin over and over again. We talked last week how we're in need of forgiveness. And I think we understand that, but a lot of times we struggle with receiving forgiveness. Right? Some of us may think, well, what I've done in the past, there's no way God can actually look at that and rescue me from that. And so, understand that there's hope beyond our wrongdoing. Now, needing, one thing that's hard about receiving forgiveness is when we need forgiveness, we don't ask for it. Right, we just kind of like to ignore what we're going through. But God has asked us to ask for forgiveness. Some of you, what I'm showing here is baggage. Sometimes the world throws baggage up in our lives. Now, with forgiveness, we talked about this last week. We understand what's the penalty of sin. It's what? Death. It's death. Right? So we know we're in need of forgiveness. But God didn't leave it there. Right? He sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. God says there is a gift of eternal life found only through Jesus Christ. So no matter what we've done wrong, if we come to Jesus, there is hope and forgiveness. Please turn to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Verse 18. I got four cups. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 says this. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. No matter how far we try to hide or ignore our sins, they're still there. And God sees them. Now I'm going to show you a picture of bleach. Right? You see, i got bleach up here as well. And you may be thinking, shh, I need y'all to be quiet for me. You may be thinking, what am I going to do with bleach? Well, I'll tell you what we're not doing. You guys are not playing with it because I don't trust any of y'all. Alright? Bleach is yellow. That's the color of it. Okay? Alright. Thank you, Beth, for getting them to be quiet. But they're obviously not listening to me. which makes me wonder if they even listen to what God is saying. Okay. Now, Clorox today, or bleach, we're cheap around here. We've got to keep it 
where it's not Clorox. Okay? It's, these three cups represent something different. Now tonight, Clorox, the bleach, represents Jesus. Okay? So this represents Jesus. This right here represents how God created us to be. Pure. Alright? However, this cup right here is actually who we are right now. We're full of sin. We're full of sin. Now we're going to come back to this in a little bit. But don't keep your focus on that right now. But keep that in mind as we go through this. We know that Jesus, He forgives us. Right? And we can receive forgiveness from God because of Jesus. He lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and came back to life. Now when He came, Jesus was God in human form. He was entirely God, and He was fully human. Jesus doesn't forgive us because we've earned it. A lot of times we think, well, I deserve this. Understand, we haven't earned it. Because we've done something uh, because um, Jesus says that we, oh sorry, Jesus, God says we are all sinners. We all fall short of His glory. And sin equals what if we continue sinning? Equals death, right? And eternal separation from God. But Jesus says, I'm here to forgive you. Jesus, however, doesn't force us to receive His forgiveness. It's a gift. And we must decide whether we're going to accept it or not. So what keeps us from forgiveness? Ultimately, it's pride. It's our pride, right? We may decide I'm not going to forgive somebody because of probably a, a prideful, selfish reason why we're not going to forgive them. Or maybe we don't ask for forgiveness because we're like, well, maybe it's not a big deal, so I'm just not going to go to them. And we ignore the situation. What happens? It grows. But when we ask for forgiveness, it can be awkward, it can be weird, which you guys should be used to being awkward and weird, so you're fine, right? And it's tough because we have to swallow our pride and admit we're wrong. How many of you have a hard time admitting you're wrong? Yeah, y'all might as well raise your hand because I'm going to call you out if you know, because I know some of you do that. And guess what? When we don't ask forgiveness and we've done something wrong, there's something that comes and we feel. It starts with a G. Yeah, what is it? Guilt. Right? And guess what guilt leads to if you continue on? Anxiety, depression, stress, all of it, right? It leads to that if we continue to hang on to it. Now, a lot of times, another way we say, well, you know what? I shouldn't have to ask for their forgiveness. They should just forgive me. But sometimes we're not going to do that. Sometimes people don't forgive us when we ask for it, but God is always faithful to forgive us of whatever we've done wrong if we ask Him. Turn to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. Now we're going to look at three verses in 1 John. Uh, but we're only going to focus on one and we're going to cover the other two in the next couple of weeks. But 1 John chapter 1, uh, verses 8 through 10. Alright? This is what it says. It says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. The verse that I want us to look at tonight is verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, then He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So if we confess our sins, we have a promise that Jesus will forgive us of whatever we have done and make us clean. So understand that when we looked at this last week, forgiving is not, is not just saying you're forgiving, but it's actually taking something, you forgive them, and you almost forget about it as well. 
Right? It's wiped clean. That's what Jesus does for us. Jesus not only wipes away our penalty, but He washes clean in God's eyes to make us white as snow, which we saw in, in Isaiah 1.18 earlier. Our sins makes us dirty. But when Jesus cleanses us, He makes us white as snow. When, when you ask Jesus to forgive you, He washes you with His blood. And though we were dirty because of our sins, His blood makes us perfectly white and clean, just as freshly fallen snow. Ephesians 1.7 says this, In Him, that being Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. So understand this. Will we agree that Jesus forgives us of our sins? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I don't know why I think that was all the easy question. Yes. He forgives us of our sins. Who are we supposed to be like? Jesus. So why don't we forgive others as Jesus has told us to do so? Understand this. The awesome part about God's love and forgiveness is that it lasts forever. He remembers our sins no more once we've received His mercy. This is why Paul, okay, in some of his letters to the churches, he says the phrase, sin no more. Right? Because if we continue in sin, are we being obedient to the Lord? Yes. No. So, we thank some sins, and the reason why we fall into this and why we have a hard time forgiving some people over others is because in our human mind, our human flesh, we think some sins are worse than others. Right? We might disqualify some people uh, for our forgiveness because we view their sin greater than ours. Is this right or wrong? Absolutely wrong, right? Because Scripture says we've all sinned. We all fall short of God's glory. And all sin, whatever it is, leads to death and eternal separation from Jesus, from God. Okay? But what we like to do is a lot of times we put, if we put two people up here, one was a murderer, and one just tells a lie once in a while. Who are we going to be more judging of? The murderer. The murderer. Okay? Now, that's our flesh. We understand Jesus sees all of our sin the same. We're like that cup over there that's full of mess, full of sin. We're all in need of forgiveness. Unfortunately, people look at the details of sin, but God looks at the sin as three different categories. And it's found in 1 John 2, 16. All sins fall under one of these three categories. For all that is in the world... The desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Every sin a person can commit will fall under one of those categories. The details of our sins are not that important because Jesus came and conquered all the temptations we face. No matter what we've done, Jesus understands the temptations. How do we know that? Because when He came... Right, the Holy Spirit came upon him. What did Jesus go through? You remember? Temptation. Forty days of temptation in the wilderness, right? Forty days. So, though our details may be different, okay, our sins may be different uh, as our details, our categories are all the same. And he's conquered every single one of them. We don't have to be defined by sins in our life. This means you cannot sin enough to undo the power of Jesus' blood to forgive our sins. But where do we fall into this? Right? Either be obedient and ask for His forgiveness, or we continue to ignore it and decide, you know what? I'm okay with myself. I'm going to live life the way that I want to. Understand this. There's only one sin we commit 
that he will not forgive us of. Right? And it's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Or, okay, or it's the same thing is not following Christ. Not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not following Him. Choosing to live for the world instead of living for God. That's the only unforgivable sin. Period. There's no other unforgivable sin. And this is why when we talk about God's grace, it's amazing. Because no matter what we've done, we know God can forgive it. His grace and forgiveness is not a license for us, however, to keep sinning. Just because He will forgive us does not give us the opportunity to take advantage of it and sin daily. But it's to experience the love of God and the forgiveness through His Son, Jesus Christ. As I mentioned earlier, Paul states this in multiple letters when the churches were asking him, okay, if we're covered by God's grace, do we continue sinning? And Paul would say, by no means, do not sin. Live a holy life as God has called us to be. Once we experience His love and forgiveness, it should change us. It should not be a one-time thing where, oh my goodness, God has spoke to me and I've turned my life over to Him and then it, that's it. We've stamped our ticket to heaven. I'm done now. No, it should radically transform our lives. Being filled with God, it gives us the power to forgive and walk, walk in a way where we walk away from sin. Now, it doesn't mean you will never sin again. Don't think it's a pressure thing where, okay, now that I'm a Christ follower, I'm not going to sin anymore. Put that pressure on ourselves. We have enough pressure from the world. So we're going to fall into sin, but understand this. It means in our human condition, we have hope. And we can ask for forgiveness and know it's taken care of. He gives us the ability to walk in freedom instead of being covered in the bondage of sin. I'm going to end with this tonight. I told you about these cups over here. Some of you may have already seen this illustration. But understand, Jesus came perfectly into this world. I'm sorry, bleach look, looks yellow. Sorry about that. It's yellow. Okay? But it's pure. Okay? If you put bleach, if I was to take the bleach right now and pour it on this floor, what's going to happen to it? Not a stain. What's it going to do? Yeah, it's going to, it's going to turn it white. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Carter, I'm not going to do it. All right? I'm not going to do it. Okay? I'll, I'll get back. I'm not going to do it. Okay? When Jesus, I'm sorry, when God created everything in the beginning, okay, after each day, what did God say? He said what? It was good. It was pure. It was pure. Right? It was good. Perfect the way God designed it to be. But then, what happened? Adam and Eve sinned, right? They sinned. At that moment, everything was filled with sin. So when we're born into this world, we're sinners. Right? We learned last week, you don't have to be taught to sin. You've got to be taught to do what's right. Right? And so what happens is, once we're born, right, we think of it as, as being pure, but we're actually sinners. So the sin is in our life. And then... We're no longer the way God created us to be. And guess what? If we continue to follow the world and not follow Jesus, what's going to happen to us? We're going to be filled with more sin, right? Even more sin. And then it's going to become more, become darker and darker and darker. And without Jesus, that's what happens in our life. The sin overtakes and we fall into sin. There's no hope for that. But we know there is hope. Through Jesus. And so when God speaks to us through His Holy Spirit, and we accept Him, we're following Him, Jesus then fills our life. And so He comes, and he, we want to be filled with Jesus as much as we can. Right? So we fill our lives with Jesus. And we're following Him with everything we have. 
And yet, we still have a little bit of sin in our lives. But, as, I, as Isaiah said earlier, eventually, Jesus wipes us clean. And it's as if we have no sin. And if you sit here and watch that, eventually it will become completely white. Now, it's actually a good thing that it doesn't. Because it's actually a representation of how our lives actually are. We still have that little remnant of sin. Okay? That little remnant of sin. But notice it's not overtaking us anymore. Not defined. It doesn't define us. What defines us is what Jesus says we are. And so, this should be a time when you look at this. Maybe none of you have experienced this before. But listen, two things I want you to get from this. Number one, we know we're in need of forgiveness, but we need to receive that forgiveness. We need to receive the forgiveness that God has offered us through Jesus Christ. Or maybe, the other part I want you to get from this, is maybe you're one of be more like Christ, but you're not forgiving somebody else in your life. And if we are Christ followers, supposed to be made in His image, Reflecting him, it's not right for us to continue to say, I'm not going to forgive. Because look what Christ did for us, and we didn't deserve it. You may say they don't deserve your forgiveness either. God is calling us to forgive. Let's pray. Some of you tonight um, may have not may not realize the importance of needing. Forgiveness. Maybe some of you have a relationship with Christ. Maybe some of you do not. But Jesus offers hope for us. He offers us forgiveness. Father God, we are so thankful to be here tonight. And I pray we take this serious. But I pray that we see what we were created to be. Made in your image for your purpose. So that we can live free in you and not bondage to our sin. Well, I know there's people in here tonight who are struggling. They know they need forgiveness, but they're not doing a good job in receiving forgiveness. And Lord, right now, I know Satan's trying to distract us with a phone going off, but we're not going to worry about that, Lord. We're going to focus on what you have for us right now. Lord, I pray that when we leave here tonight, that we are changed. I pray when we leave here that we are not defined by our sins, we are defined by who you say we are. And Lord, I pray that no matter what life throws at us, that we don't fall into temptation, but you deliver us from temptation. Lord, we rebuke Satan and his demons right now. He, they have no power and definitely no authority here. Lord, we're so thankful. Lord, I pray tonight if you've spoken to somebody tonight and they know that they need a relationship with you, that they come to you right now asking for forgiveness and receive grace that you so freely give to us. Lord, we love you. We praise you and pray. Amen. Don't leave. Don't leave. A couple things.